0: Welcome, welcome, welcome in to Caleb and Kenny in the Morning here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Caleb Hatch with you. Justin is out today. Don't worry, he'll be back tomorrow. Just uh, doing some, some family things today. He will be back with us tomorrow. In for him, though, in the big chair, it is DC Hendrix. Welcome him back onto the show this morning.
1: Good morning. Morning. Good to be here again. Yeah. You guys let me back so I didn't mess it up. <laughs> Too
0: bad last time. <laughs> that's good. That's good. could have been um, too bad. Yeah, I mean, you were in for me, let's see, it would have been like three weeks ago when I was out on vacation, so. That's it? Yeah. It was only three weeks ago? Yeah. It feels like it was forever ago. Yeah. A lot has
1: happened since then. Yeah. <laughs> for real. No joke. Well, for the Colts, not a whole lot.
0: <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get into that uh, momentarily. Jonathan Taylor returns yep. to the Colts yesterday. We'll get to that after headlines plus IU's new offensive coordinator creates a fake controversy. This is a really puzzling comment he had uh, yesterday. Meanwhile, the NCAA gets some things right. Uh, One makes a lot of sense. The other, everyone, I think, laughed and made fun of on social media, but it actually is a problem. Plus, an hour number two. Now what for Taylor and the Colts? What is next? I know DC Hendricks has his stance on how things will go. Uh, I'm on the more optimistic route. Plus, who is to blame for poor attendance for Tampa Bay in the MLB wildcard round? The Rays swept, eliminated. There are several factors at play here, but but who is ultimately to blame for that? Plus, the NCAA looking at a key change. So, they fixed some things, and then in hour number two, I'll tell you about uh, a key change they could make that would also fix a problem that I think currently uh, we've seen play out over the, the last few months, and this would... I'll take care of that. And before we leave you, uh, there's a monkey on the loose in Indy. We'll give you details <laughs> on what is happening there. Just a, a very bizarre story. Uh, we'll get you info on that around 850 or so. 46862 is the text line number. Again, 46862. Just type in CK first and your question, your comment, your rant. We'll get to it throughout the course of the show. Uh, someone already texted in DC. Let's go. So someone's hyped that you are let's on go. With, with us this morning. Let's go. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter. Caleb Kenny 1380 is our show handle. My handle is Caleb hatch and you can reach DC. It's pretty simple. DC Hendrix. Hendrix I X uh, for the spelling FYI, not I C K S I X. I know someone asked about that one time when you, you yeah, I know, it like so just for clarification, <laughs> uh, that is his DC Hendrix Hendrix with an I X at the end. That is, his Twitter handle. So that is how you reach us. You can also stream us 1380 thefancom on the free 1380 the fan app or your smart speaker. All those options are free. And if you miss anything, so if you want to go back and catch up or you only catch part of the show, you can always go back, download uh, each episode every day on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts all for free. Just look for it later this morning, 10, 1030, 11 o'clock, somewhere in that range and it will be up for your listening enjoyment. So we get to headlines and obviously the, the headline last night in the world of sports all had to do with the MLB playoffs. Uh, congrats to the twins. So they won their first postseason game in 18 years. Gotta love it. And then now they have their first postseason series win in what was it? 20, 21 years. Yep. So the twins advance. Congrats to them. Uh, elsewhere, we obviously talked about the the Rays failing to advance. Uh, they at least got a run. They lost 7-1 to against Texas. You had Arizona sweep the Brewers, and notable in this one, Heritage grad, IU grad Andrew Salfrank came on in the jam. One out. Bases loaded and took care of business. Got two outs and helped the Diamondbacks win that one. So, uh, props to him and uh, again, a a really good performance coming in in relief in that one. Uh, elsewhere, you had the Phillies dominate the Marlins. They sweep the Marlins. Uh, noticing a trend here, the the kind of leftover wildcard teams pretty much got black, with the exception of the Brewers, but we all know the NL Central was bad. This is not a <laughs> surprise. But they pretty much got taken care of with ease. I still thought the Brewers were going
1: to come out of that, though. I, I know the NL Central wasn't great this year, but you know, while the Diamondbacks had a great season, I I thought the Brewers were going to come out of that. I thought they would come out of that. But hey, that's the beauty of baseball, man. You, you got to get hot at the right time. That's why I love the sport so much. You know, we we all have our favorites who we think is going to go. Which I would. I mean, we, we
0: agree it's Astros, right? Probably Astros, Braves. I'm yeah, I, Braves were both our picks. Uh, talking to Justin myself. Going into it. Yeah. Uh, to me on the, the AL, I guess I didn't really, to me, it didn't even matter. Like it was the Braves. Yeah, yeah, like, it, the Braves. It, like that's how I felt moving that, forward. Now that's the beauty of baseball though. Something it's like, could change. Yeah.
1: Just like that. So that's, that's the beauty of the MLB playoffs. It's one of my personal, I put it up there. I, I, you know, hockey is moving up my list as well. The NHL playoffs. Um, but MLB playoffs is the postseason has just gotten so much better throughout the past few years. And right now there's so much parity. I, it could go like like I wasn't expecting the Diamondbacks to beat the Brewers I really wasn't um you got teams uh I thought the Rays would beat the Rangers
0: Yeah the the Rays I mean I feel terrible for the Rays their fans like this is a team remember started the season 13 and 0 Yeah Baltimore comes back catches them passes them wins We're the, the best team in baseball AL for East. the entire yeah. up I would until say, the last 3 quarters of the season almost last like month or two yeah. so I mean disappointment again. And we've seen this happen before. It's not like yeah. this is anything new. Teams fade late. I mean, I always think of the Oakland A's in, what was it? 2014. that went from best team in baseball yep. to losing the wild card game back when it was just single elimination. And they had My Mariners in 54,000 fans. <laughs> My Mariners in 2001. Yeah. yeah that's
1: best record in baseball and lost in the first round. That, that had to be, painful. you know, you know, uh, <laughs>
0: things like that. So, but that's what makes the, the baseball playoffs. Great. I mean, yeah. when I think of, Playoffs. I mean, to me, NHL. I'm not even a hockey guy, but the NHL playoffs are just unbelievable. Yes. Uh, baseball. I would put second. Mm-hmm. I'd go NFL third, NFL. and then NBA last, just because you don't get a lot of surprises in the NBA. To be fair, though, last year we, we had an eight seed make the finals, so we we got more surprises last year. I think we ever would have expected. But baseball playoffs, just the level of baseball is ratcheted up so much. Yes. It's it's not even noticeable from the regular season. I don't know just because, like, you know there's more on the line, but it, it's just uh, the baseball playoffs to me are a, a great event. I love mm-hmm. it. October's great. Yes. Great sports. I month. think it's
1: just because, you know, baseball itself, you know, as MLB as a whole has just gotten more exciting. So I think the excitement that, you know, the new fans are showing, I think raises our excitement level. You know, guys that are already typical, um, I wouldn't say die-hard MLB fans, but we definitely enjoy the game. Um, a little bit more than the average person. So, like, even when the average people start enjoying it, it makes us enjoy it more.
0: Here, Here's the other problem. They have so many regular season games that, you yes. know, those games ultimately don't matter. Right. I mean, yes, the big picture it does, but one, one particular game on June 7th doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's harder to get into the regular season, like, whereas the NFL, you know, you have 17 data points and they all pretty much matter. A lot of people don't even pay attention until after the All-Star break. Yeah, I, I can't blame them, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, that's to me, I are. pay attention as far as as long as the Reds are uh, decent. And mm-hmm. usually every year that's May, maybe June 1st. But this year, they, <laughs> they gave me the whole season. They so did. I, I take that right as a massive win. Uh, elsewhere on headlines in baseball, Robbie Snelling, Baseball America Minor League Pitcher of the Year, obviously had a stint with the 10 cap. So congrats to him. On that honor, Um, obviously the Tin Caps probably wish they had him longer. But uh, congrats to him. That's, I mean, Baseball America, one of the the leading publications for baseball, obviously a huge award for him. Yeah, absolutely. I got, I didn't get to see him here in Fort Wayne, but
1: I got to see a a little bit of him, you know, on the MILB TV um, with the missions. I got to see him a little bit more up there. He was tearing it up. So this doesn't, this doesn't surprise. It shouldn't surprise anyone if you've been following the club at all.
0: Meanwhile, in the NFL, Cooper Cup looking to return for the Rams on Sunday against the Eagles. Obviously, Puka Nakua lit up the Colts last week. If Cooper Cup is is ready to return, he's been on IR with a hamstring injury. Um, but the, the report is that it was not as serious in terms of a long-term issue as the team initially thought, so that's a, a good sign. Uh, just like Jonathan Taylor, he was designated for the 21-day practice window uh, to activate him to the 53-man uh, walk through and practices. So we'll, we'll see if he comes back. He was limited Wednesday, but that would be a huge boost for the Rams. And also, I mean, he's one of the top receivers in the NFL. So this is an interesting uh, return if it does indeed happen this week.
1: Oh, definitely one of my favorite receivers. I probably put him a lot higher than a lot of people. Uh, I actually had this debate. I think it was Wednesday. Uh, no, Tuesday. It was a couple days ago. I had an argument with the buddy. We were talking about the best wide receivers in football, and I said I personally have, I I got Cup number one.
0: You the difference between Cup and like say a Justin Jefferson or a Stephon Diggs? Yeah, I feel like Cooper Cup is really consistent. Yes, and he's more consistent than the other two mm-hmm. as far as on a game to game. Um, but he's he's not as much of like a big play guy. Like he's not, he's, not, yeah, he's not he, he doesn't, doesn't have do the raw the, speed he's not flashy yeah. I mean he's not gonna give you tons of highlights necessarily but he's really consistent. That was a good 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 summary. That's, that's good, I guess that's how I would view it. So it d- depends on what you're looking like. I mean, what's funny is Puka Nakua almost seems like a mirror image of Cooper Cup as far as yeah yeah it's, he's not making these highlight catches or anything yeah. but he's consistent and. He gets the job done. I, I mean, it's it's almost in a way, it's very similar to how Marvin Harrison was back in the day. Yeah. I mean, Marvin did is. have a couple highlight catches, but you thought of him, and he probably didn't get as much attention because he wasn't flashy. Yep. He wasn't, you know, the, the fastest guy out there, but he was the, by far the best route runner, Yep. and that's what made him so good. And great hands. I mean, he's, he's not dropping oh, football. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> so Cooper Cup could return Sunday for the Rams. Uh, continuing on, Urban Meyer. Now, there are reports, and we talked about this on yesterday's show, that he could uh, potentially interview for the Michigan State job. Well, that's been denied. Mm. Uh, He says he has no interest in the Michigan State job. And um, uh, reports, in fact, uh, on that, um, there are some other people talk talked about this yesterday, Uh, other reporters, saying zero truth with him being a candidate, no interest, Mm. happy with what he's doing now at Fox Sports, which he should be because... I would not want to leave that job for the Michigan state job. Yeah. Like I was,
1: you know, like no offense to any Spartan Spartan fans out there, but, uh, I can be comfortable and chilling in the Fox sports studios, or I can go out and stress trying to compete with the big dogs, at the big house. And we know
0: what that's done to
1: him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the stress level. No, nah, like let's just chill. Um, I'm sure he's paid really nice at Fox sports. Um, You know, it's just it's just us in the media once again, just you know, just hoping, especially in the Big Ten. You know, we always want you know those big splash hires to make you know the conference just even more exciting. Um, You know, it sounds good on paper. You know, if we're going back playing. What was it? Uh, what was the last one? NCAA fourteen, the last yes, college football yes, game. Yes, yes. If we're going back playing that, it sounds like a Cinderella story, doesn't it? it sounds pretty nice. That sounds. Urban fun. Meyer to Michigan State, but it's
0: real life, man. Nobody wants to coach Michigan State football. <laughs> Sorry, and, and rightfully so. The program's a mess, and it's yes. not just football. I mean, it's overall the athletic department. Yes, has it's, had their issues for. Yeah, I wasn't several even. Gonna, I wasn't even going to go there. I, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, you could go back, you know, over a decade and and talk about the issues there, but. Um, That is where things stand with Urban Meyer. I I think it's probably the right move Mm -hmm. on his part. Meanwhile, back in the NFL, um, the NFL defending. (laughs) I hate bringing this up, but the NFL like having to defend this Everything It's so funny to me. Uh, The headline is NFL Defends Focus on Swift Kelsey Pop Cultural Moment. (laughs) Um, the, a lot of people wait the NFL spoke out about this yes because here's the thing um, there's of course been backlash even Kelsey himself said the league is overdoing it with its attention <laughs> toward their rumored relationship um, funny here's the thing this is hilarious to me because the NFL is so big I mean it's the biggest thing in sports there are very few things bigger than the NFL period in, in the American landscape But one of those few things that is bigger uh, as far as stature is Taylor Swift. And so it's so funny to see the NFL like so desperate trying to cling on to Taylor Swift and the NFL media trying to cling on to Taylor Swift and get get her fans to watch and be interested because it's like it just it comes across so desperate and it's so funny to me to see the NFL all in a tizzy over this NFL media and to be fair, a lot of a lot of people in the NFL media and, and sports media in general are Taylor Swift fans. That's mm-hmm. just the reality. Yeah. Um people either I feel like there are a lot of people who love Taylor Swift, people can't stand Taylor Swift. I'm pretty much middle ground. Mm. Like I got like some of her stuff. Others there's, I'm like, there's eh. There's no there's no such thing as middle ground. I You're I either love her or you hate her. I you gotta pick one. I today. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Like she's fine. Like there uh. she's She's a talented songwriter, a talented yeah. performer. Yeah, uh, I think she's an average singer. Yeah, um, but yeah. she's she's found a way to have like that it factor. That this is crazy. There's a Taylor Swift ad on TV right now. You're joking? The, yeah, no, I'm serious. Like the Capital One. <laughs> like this is this is nuts. Perfect. But, um, Time that out. Perfect. Yeah, for real but it's just so funny to me to see the NFL come across as so desperate in like trying to hang on and latch on to this because they don't have to do this for anything else. But this one thing they found someone or something that is bigger than her, uh, bigger than than the NFL. And she is, you know, the, the biggest musical act right now in the world Mm -hmm. and probably among the most famous people in the world. She's probably in the top five. Mm -hmm. So, it's just this whole thing has been hilarious to me because they're just trying to latch on to anything they can here. And I get it. A lot of people think it's a, like a, a fake not fake, but it's kind of like they're friends, but it's just kind of mm-hmm. staged and they're just hanging out. Oh, definitely. not that serious.
1: That. They're definitely more than that. You think but so? It, yeah, well, for sure. But it, um, but overall it's,
0: it's funny because the NFL just is coming across as so desperate. Dude, it's hilarious. It's, it, I don't know what's
1: more hilarious that. The fact that the NFL decided to speak out about it and directly address it or just the fact that they're really paying this much. i seen somebody even tweet before the game, the last game, and they were saying, you know, like over under how many times the NFL cuts to Taylor Swift on the video board. It's like, you know, (laughs) you know, things like that. Just and it's obviously frustrated a lot of people like I've seen that all over social media. I don't know if you've been seeing the same thing, but people are getting oh, furious, yeah. Yeah. furious about this. And it's like, I mean, un- unfortunate, but fortunate. I mean, this is what happens, you know, when they're probably the biggest couple right now. I mean, I can't, I'm not, it's not I can't It's not. sit here and say, this is something I think about all the time. Like, hmm, who are the best, uh, most famous couples? You know, it's like, that's not <laughs> something that I really think about, but I, you know, if you Look at the surface. Most famous and couple in Travis, football,
0: at least. Yeah. And in the football circles. Travis Kelsey is he's one of the best players in the NFL. But yeah. he doesn't register on the radar compared to Taylor No, Swift. not to Taylor Swift. And honestly. Like, people outside of football fans don't know who Travis Kelsey is until now. Honestly, there's nobody romance.
1: in football right now. Mm-hmm. People would say Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Patrick Mahomes. It'd have to be somebody bigger than Patrick Mahomes, I think, um, to match Taylor Swift. Like, wow, a lot of people don't think she's that big um it's it's so that was that's what comes with it that's what i'm getting to is that's what comes with it she's a big big star she's biggest pop star in the world right now everybody knows taylor swift she's selling out arenas everywhere can't even get tickets to her show because she's so big and if you if, if you want to go to her show you need to have like two thousand dollars and yeah well, um a coming few, to a
0: indie neck uh i guess it's next year a it's few not teslas
1: as collateral and a couple <laughs> other things had to, to go to her concert so um it's just it's just what comes with it, man. It doesn't really bother me, maybe just because I'm a pop culture guy. I also wouldn't be shocked if they are setting up for the Super Bowl 2024.
0: See, here's here's why I don't buy that. What I found interesting is she went to the Chiefs game. Or twenty-five. Uh, um yeah, she went to the Chiefs game a couple weeks ago when they blew out the Bears and, and was yeah. there. That's the same day, right, that the NFL announced the Super Bowl halftime show with Usher. Mm -hmm. Got zero pub because of this news. It's almost like she came in, swept in, and and overtook the NFL's big announcement. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you still want me for the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, I'm going to pass, but (laughs) I'm going to suck all the air out of your announcement that Usher's the halftime act. (laughs) Yeah, nobody... I I find that interesting, the the timing of that. The NFL, like... I figured they would be really, really furious, and they probably internally were furious about all of that. Mm. But now they've learned to embrace it because they have no other choice. Like someone that is a bigger star than anyone in their league latching onto their league, like they they can't ignore it. They have no choice, and so that's why I find all this so fascinating. And I, I get it; people love her or hate her. That's fine. She's harmless. That's that's the thing, and everyone who's you know, you're not hearing negative stories about people who've worked with her, or interacted with her for the most mm-hmm. part, um, which is positive. You usually expect the opposite uh, with a star that big. I'm with you, though, man. It's hilarious that the NFL
1: <laughs> decided to officially address the Taylor Swift,
0: Travis Kelsey, yeah. Uh, yeah. Over, over, I guess, love affair. Absolutely. Uh, 46862, your text line number 46862. A couple of texts rolling in playoffs not the same without the yankees uh disagree they're better
1: <laughs> yeah well de- definitely co-sign that it, it is the playoffs yeah you're right they're not the same without
0: yeah. the yankees they're better they're not yeah they're they're better. Much um, better to be fair though the yankees add that intrigue of everyone who hates the yankees wanting to see them lose there is that aspect but i'd rather them not make the playoffs yeah. i'm sure I mean, for baseball
1: perfectly they fine. prefer the yankees to be in i've a- never oh. i i was forced to like the yankees a little bit Ugh. when they got A-Rod. arod I, I had to like them a little bit. That, a uh,
0: Rod guy. Always have been that. See, I have the opposite where I was never an A-Rod guy. Really? Yeah. Well, so
1: you started on the Mariners. So
0: yeah, I'm a Mariners uh, fan. I just, so like, no, I get that, but I wouldn't have followed him. Like if I were you, I would have been mad at A-Rod for leaving. Yeah, um, true. Not, not an A-Rod guy. Uh, I'll never forget him s- trying to slap the baseball out of, uh, who was it? Was it Euclid's Oh yeah. Was it Euclid's or I can't remember who it was. I think it was in what was it, two thousand four? So yeah, not an A. Rod guy. Uh, <laughs> he has kind of done a good job of refurbishing his brand image in the last handful of years. Yeah, he's great as a baseball analyst on yes, TV. Yes, I will say that. Uh, someone else texting in CK speaking of the NHL, ESPN unveiled plans for the NHL Red Zone show called Frozen Frenzy, starting October twenty fourth. Nice. Yes, okay. I am I am super excited about this. Um, wow. I saw this announcement yesterday uh Bucci Maine, John Bucci Gross will uh, will host that so that will be fun to watch. The thing I couldn't understand is it starting that day or just that day because the way I understood it uh with the announcement is it's just on October 24th which is the night that all 32 NHL teams play mm. so it's just a, like a special seems like a special one-off. Okay, broadcast. see, I was thinking it was like a series. Yeah, I... I which would be cool, my interpretation, NHL deserves that. Yes, my interpretation is that it's like a one-off broadcast, but it's a start. And, you know, as, as much crap as Justin and I gave ESPN for not even promoting the wild card, and the fact that they had exclusive rights to the wild card <laughs> round, and it ended up, they had like two promo reads mm-hmm. of like 15 seconds or less on first take like the, the day of the games, like that was pretty much it as far as the, the promotion they did it. Like I never saw. And like, if you're watching Monday night football, if you're watching sports center, um, if you're watching, you know, Round the horn, PTI, um, PTI shows like, like I didn't recall a single promo in the week leading up. Now I wasn't watching those shows the day before and the day of, but not a single promo. Yeah. The week leaning up to They it, don't run any promos and shocking. the people that are on air don't talk about it. Well because and, and they don't know about it. They they will they will
1: tell you themselves. Yeah, well, and they, they will
0: admit it. as a company that baseball is not a focus yeah. for them as far as which is crazy on the radio and on air, on TV. You can't sit well. here. Uh, that'd
1: be like us saying we talk local sports and then we don't talk about one of the local sports teams. Yeah. It's like, all right. Like what <laughs> you cover all the major sports except <laughs> baseball? Like, okay, well include that in your promotion then. Yeah. It, <laughs>
0: It was very puzzling to me.
1: Yeah, it is. Especially because like right now, what else? I mean, NFL, we're in
0: week five. Well, and I get it. The NFL dominates, but their whole thing is NFL, college football, NBA. Mm -hmm. Um, And like that, that's great. They have the rights to the NBA, so they're going to promote that. But
1: but like, what are the the NBA are you talking about right now? Like there's nothing to even dissect here.
0: Hearsay about players showing up or not showing up to, to camp, the same nonsense every yeah, it's year. Crazy, the uh, four
1: four letter word. We just we usually tend to
0: just <laughs> skip over. Yes, them. yes. Uh, meanwhile, back here in Indiana, Jonathan Taylor returned to the Colts with a walkthrough yesterday. At least that was the report. No one saw him, but that's what the Colts said. They opened the twenty one day practice window, which again he has. They have twenty one days to decide. As far as 21 practices within that 21 day period to decide whether they're going to activate him to the 53 man roster. The report now is Jonathan Taylor is now healthy. Interesting word choice by Schefter on that. Also, uh, a separate report unclear if he rescinded the trade request. Obviously, didn't speak to the media. He, He doesn't have to until he's activated to the 53 man roster. Chance he could play Sunday if he's healthy. I think he'll play and also a report that he's in a much better headspace now. So all this time off, what changed the fact that he wasn't able to play and that, you know, you get away from the game long enough, you get desperate and you realize you'd rather play than not play. Is that really all that changed in this situation? Cause everything else feels exactly the same compared to what it was before. There, there's, there's not been a change, right? It's just, he, he missed games one through four. That's the change.
1: Yeah, this is a situation I've had to dissect it um, for a while, Caleb. Um, you know, uh, I know I know we're going to get a little bit deeper into the discussion, um, but it's this is just I don't know what you do, like what what if you're the Colts? Like I really don't. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't even care. Like, look, you can save the season for all I care.
0: I mean, the Colts in a way benefit because they get another contract year out of it at mm-hmm. a reduced price, but. He's not playing like you're not getting production and you're just throwing that money away at the same time. I mean, he's making what, four point three million this year? Mm -hmm. So you would essentially throw away another four point three million on a guy who's not playing like that doesn't seem like a lot when you're talking about a salary cap of two hundred and forty five million for next year. Not for
1: a billionaire, it's not. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you don't want to just waste that money. And it's like it's like you find twenty dollars on the street and you just throw it away. Like you don't want to do that. See, a guy like me, I probably wouldn't touch it. Like, I oh, that's true. I, I know, don't think I'd touch a $20 bill. I don't, I don't, bill know, what, I don't know who's watching street. me.
1: Like <laughs> I've seen too many TikTok videos of being pranked, doing the right thing. I've seen too many of those. All seriousness, though. Uh, um, this is, you know, you're. if anybody has played football, or, I mean, really any sport, you know, the, the time that you spend together in a locker room or a clubhouse, You know, those are building, relationship-building moments, right? Jonathan Taylor hasn't been there for any of the struggles so far. He hasn't been there. He's been too worried about himself, too worried about his money, his contract. And you have a Colts team now who a lot of people would think would be 0-4 right now. And they're not. They're literally tied for the division lead and have a chance to really do something this year. And they've done it without him. Yeah. So this is, you know, and now you're all of a sudden, and it, it hasn't even come from him. That's just from Steichen, who says yeah, he it, talked to him.
0: Well, and he it, says he's excited. What's What's well. weird though is Steichen was very negative and was answering the questions because he had to before, but then suddenly this week, like you notice his his mood, his demeanor, mm-hmm. his responses have, have become all suddenly so positive. Yeah, like I just find is that he finally, odd. finally healed. Um, like are things fixed internally, or is it because he knows he's getting a good player back that he's just not going to deny it, or he's just he just ran. You know,
1: in the, in the game of tug of war, he ran out of rope.
0: It's, I think that's what
1: it is. I think he, I think he ran out of rope, man. It's you know, he tried to play his game. He tried to seek trades, and people are like, eh, "We'll give you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich." It's <laughs> um, about it. Not getting traded to the Dolphins anymore. No, we know that. No, it's not happening. So, I, I just, I don't know if I'm the Colts. It's just we. It's a weird situation. You had, you're you're two and two football club now. You don't look half as bad as a lot of people thought you would be in this moment. The running game was better than a lot of people thought it would be, including myself. I I did not think the running game would be this good without es- Jonathan Tate.
0: Especially after what we saw in week one. Yeah, Where it was It was abysmal. terrible.
1: Deion Jackson had maybe, a, we talked about it, like a yard mm-hmm. per carry. It was like 1.3 or whatever it was in week one. But with Moss, like I don't... <laughs> I'm take. I'll take Moss right now. I, you got a guy that's coming from ankle surgery that I think we all agree didn't did not heal the way he was supposed to. Otherwise, why miss this well, much time and go yeah, through this the, much the, trouble? The
0: issue I had with all that, and I harped on this constantly, and I still am, is the fact that EJ Speed had the same procedure. Yep. Came back ready to go day one at training camp, day no one. issues. Yep. So I, either there was a separate injury, or he didn't heal like on the timeline that was expected. Or both or or both or even some other third event that could have happened. It could have just been a contract dispute and he used the the ankle surgery as the excuse for, oh, I'm not ready to play. And it was really he just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Well, he's missed time. So now you would think he'd want to get back to playing because he's got to play eight games for his contract year to toll this year. Yeah, he's got to play games to to prove he can be a a top five ish caliber running back again in the NFL Which to be fair, he's only done for one season. Mm -hmm. Um he's gotta prove himself for that next contract. And in order to do that, you gotta play. You gotta Mm -hmm. play games. So that's why I think he comes back and I think he plays as early as this Sunday. Yeah, I mean
1: that's that's the way that it's looking. You know, there's still a lot of optimism out there. No and you know, most Colts fans that I talk to are very excited to have him back. Um, but just me i guess not being as close to the situation i just look at it and i try to put myself in a coach uniform and i just try to say if i was if i were his teammate how would i feel about him coming back after all of this that has transpired and you know while some of the blame is on Ursay, most of it's on taylor well and, and and you know him trying to bring get a new agent trying to get paid like leonard did and you know it, the Colts usually do take care of their own. They do, but in and this usually, situation, you got to prove it, man. Like you got to. There's no way you can look at this scenario and think. I, I I just I wanna I wanna be excited for him. I really do. Which you know if it because at full health, if he really is healthy, this Colts team instantly becomes a favorite to win the division. Oh, if it's that easy. Yeah. Uh, Eh, Absolutely! Oh, yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. How bad the other teams look right now? If Jonathan Taylor is back to or hasn't lost anything and is back to what he was a couple years ago before the injuries, I think this Colts team is a favorite in this division.
0: I I think to me, if they were the favorite in the division, they would have won won last week because that's another. The Rams, you got to win those like 50-50 games. Like, yeah, I expect the Colts to beat Houston, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You expect them to beat Carolina, who's on the schedule later this year. Uh, but you got to win the 50-50 games. And for the Colts, they're not a good enough team that they can afford to lose a lot of those 50-50 games if they're going to be a playoff team. Now, do I think they're going to be a playoff team, even with where things stand out? No, I don't. I think they're a team that their ceiling is probably seven wins if we're talking playing Anthony Richardson for the majority of the season, which is what they plan to do going into the season. Uh, I do want to go back to you said the Colts usually take care of their own. We've seen that. But it's been different this year because normally in training camp, uh, they reach you know their extensions with with guys. Yeah. We didn't get that for Taylor, obviously. We also no. didn't get it for Michael Pittman Jr., which That's says right. to me yeah. both of them haven't done enough for no. the Colts to feel like they need to lock them down long term just yet. They're waiting for at least one more year, you know, one more year of production to try to make that determination. Yeah, and I mean, looking at their production, I agree with it. I
1: agree with that stance because, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that there's a lot of great players that are also fighting for your spot, you know, and if you're not no matter where we drafted you, no matter how much we invested in you, if you're not producing to what we expect you to or what you should be doing, at least in in terms of where you were drafted and how you were brought in, then we're gonna have to move on. I mean, you've seen it with Taylor.
0: 46862, your text line number 46862. If you have thoughts on Jonathan Taylor and his return to the Colts, let us know on the text line. Coming up on the other side, IU's new offensive coordinator has created a fake controversy? We'll explain what's happening there. Caleb and Kenny in the morning, Caleb Hatch, DC Hendricks, filling in for Justin Kenny. You're on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Caleb and Kenny in the morning, 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, Caleb Hatch, DC Hendrix and for Justin Kinney for us on a Thursday a little bit of David Bowie and Queen some under pressure obviously uh, you're always going to bring it with the rejoin music when you uh, fill oh, in always so. man you know if I if at
1: the very least I'm going to give you
0: some good rejoin music if I give you anything on the show <laughs> uh, you give more than that but we appreciate the <laughs> uh, the the music selection uh, DC Hendrix our our DJ. In today on the ones and twos, um, that's right. So uh, a text coming in mm-hmm. at four six eight six two. Ck Taylor Swift will only do the Super Bowl when she is done re-recording her albums. She she only has two left. So apparently she that is I looked that up. That is correct. So I I just I think the NFL gets more than Taylor Swift does. Like I get it. There's a huge boost, but like she doesn't need the Super Bowl halftime show. I guess that's the biggest thing like why would she do it it it, her music she can re-record an old album and it go number one on the charts no problem so she doesn't really benefit currently from the halftime show now give it a year or two and maybe she uses that to stay in the limelight because here's the thing whatever she's figured out she's always stayed kind of at the forefront even if she doesn't have an album Mm -hmm. you know coming out and by re-recording all these to get the the rights back on her music um has obviously helped her stay even more so in the public eye i mean you look at her her current album it came out over a year ago but yet it was all the rage this summer with the tour i mean this was the i feel like one of the biggest tours of our lifetime
1: yeah and that's the thing is you know if if You know, it was more of a joke saying that maybe they're. um, It wasn't like an official prediction. Me saying that they're gonna get her and groom her for the halftime show. NFL needs her more than she needs the NFL. Absolutely, because she she already sells out those kind of venues. So what what she like? Yeah, what's the game?
0: And you don't get paid for doing the Super Bowl halftime show. You get it. You get you get music sales, but she also doesn't need that. So I I just I I would be surprised if we see her do that. Approaching fifty years old. Uh, so I, I thought He was a lot older so You so thought I he looked was already up. 50 I thought he was like 48, 49, 50 He's apparently only 44 Which I found like yeah. impossible to believe Yeah, Just because he's been On the scene for like 25 years 44 and looks younger than
1: me And I'm like <laughs> 11 years younger than him
0: I mean he's he's, he's, he's got He's got the advantage of You know every skincare beauty True. care product yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know surgery all that at his disposal and it doesn't mean anything as far as a cost so <laughs> you get a you get a pass on that one <laughs> uh but yeah usher i was i was surprised he's only 44 that yeah. threw me for he started a very he was another one that started very very young so yeah oh yeah very young. like what What was he like 16 17 so yeah his first album right, was 94 wow yeah. that's crazy Yep, yeah. that is crazy uh, but that will be the Super Bowl halftime show. I am looking forward to it because it's like Usher hasn't put out music in like, what, several years? Yeah, he's got he's got new stuff coming out, so I'm sure oh, he's, gonna, okay, that's he's got a couple,
1: why. couple songs on the charts right now. So okay. I'm sure they'll be on the new album. But hey, I'm a big Usher guy, so I'm excited. I'm excited to
0: see how it goes and who he's going to bring. Usher takes me back to like fifth, sixth grade or what, uh, what was the song? Angel. It was like super popular. Um, way back in the day, that was him, right? That was Shaggy. Oh, that was, sha- uh, that was no, Shaggy. No, wait, no, so, sorry, that's not the Usher song. What is the Usher song? You probably are thinking the Nice and Slow. maybe? No, make me wanna. You know what? Maybe I am getting it mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said Angel. I'm like, wait a minute. He, he For some reason, that's why I was. But you're right. That same is Shaggy, era, though. Yeah, yeah, same era. So that's that's like what I go back and think of, like way back mm-hmm. in the day. A lot of people. I mean, he's he, he was around, though, for a long time, long time and still like at the top. And a lot of
1: people I've seen a lot of people. I think this is a very age. It depends on your generation. If you're whether you're excited or upset about the halftime show, um, you know, because a lot of older people are probably going to be like, Usher. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, like older people. And, it, you know, I always pose the question. All right. Well, if you get in control of the halftime show, who would you book? And usually that person that they would pick isn't better. I remember
0: that. You remind me and you got it bad. That's yeah. What I, that's what I'm thinking of. There you go. Of. That's 2000s. Yeah. That that was uh, 2001. So that's yep. that's what I was thinking of. Yep. Uh, someone texting in, Zach Moss owners. Uh, crying laughing emoji. Yeah. If, <laughs> if Taylor comes back, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be terrible. I actually think I have Moss, so
1: I <laughs> might have to might have uh, have live to, uh, on air right now. Um, take care of that one. Make, make a little transaction on my fantasy team. I am, I am three and one.
0: I am not. Uh, I'm not a fantasy football guy anymore. No. Oh, no. come on. No, it's just getting picks, though. Yeah, yeah, I do that. How are you doing on those? Bad. Jeez. I think last year I did really well, but I'm doing terrible. I think I'm in, in last oh, among no. like. Oh no, I'm not. Wow. Oh. Okay, suddenly I moved up to second. I'm only one behind Adam, at least okay. among our you know our on-air Adam Lundy VIP. So Adam's in the lead. We're all nice. close. Adam has forty three. Correct. I have forty two. Brett forty one, and Justin forty. So we're Ooh. all right there. So I bet that is eating bread up right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm gonna text that into his show today. Like, <laughs> well, hey, Brett, how you doing on those pigskin pick picks? I'll get so I got. Up. I got
0: to make my picks for this week. So I'm, you I'm looking at it. I'm doing awful on NFL picks. I'm doing good on college football picks. NFL picks. I, I haven't done struggling. college football picks. I'm still in the main prize pool. I'm gonna jinx it. I'm still in the main prize pool for the. Uh, the Survivor game, yeah, which I feel like is not. I bad. always miss those.
1: The I key is like I have it in the
0: bag and don't it's like, waste the easiest, most obvious option each week. Go with like something slightly less obvious, so you're not wasting it. Like you don't want to always pick against like Arizona, for example. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a Cowboys I, fan, I, I, I gave so.
1: so I gave uh, Heather Star who is in the studio. Sometimes I know she fills in for yeah uh, on on, on Fridays. Um. I gave her some advice because she was asking about the survivor pick. So I told her, Hey, yeah, you should use them for the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> the one time she did I did not tried like to, that. <laughs> no. She
0: did not like that. It's like,
1: yeah. And it was against her Cowboys team. So yeah, she was like, yeah, you're right. That's a good idea. I'm so sorry, Heather. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, don't no longer take any survivor advice for me for the pickskin picks.
0: Man, there's another great matchup this week. I, I, didn't didn't realize this is a late game. Denver and, and the Jets get excited for that one. Yeah, Ugh. you hear it in my voice. Yeah. I've given up on my Broncos, man. It's, it's time I'm, for Russell. I'm locked to, in. I'm
1: on the Colts, man. I'm on the bandwagon. No, I'm just
0: kidding. It's it's time for Russell Wilson to it is, uh, it, it is man. It's, hang it up, sadly. Is it is a so I'm starting too. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, it's they both look bad. I'm on the, in I'm all with of the Colts. This. I've changed. 46862, your text line number, 46862. If you have thoughts on IU football, well, send them our way because interesting uh, comment by new IU offensive coordinator, Rod Carey. So I, I saw this and it was just like one simple tweet from a reporter. And normally things like this don't raise some eyebrows. This one certainly raised some eyebrows in my book. Rod Carey said he won't discuss the starting quarterback position yet. And I thought, what is there to discuss? It's Taven Jackson, right? Uh, I get it that he didn't play well against Maryland, but no one played well against Maryland. Right. Um, we saw what Brendan we did earlier in the season, and he came in late in that game against Maryland. So is he creating some sort of quarterback controversy that doesn't exist? Because I, I thought this position was locked down. I didn't see a reason to change. Now I will say this: He's a Tom Allen hire. He's a Tom Allen protector. Mm-hmm. He, he got the full deal, no interim tag with his new job, which is funny because I don't see how Tom Allen in this staff keeps it past this season. I get the buyouts insane, but at some point you got to see progress. You gotta you gotta win, especially with this new TV deal. You have so much more money as a program coming in. You got to win and take advantage of it. Um and he, he had success. He had a dynamic offense at Northern Illinois back in the day if you remember Jordan Lynch yep. Heisman candidate. Yep. Um helped lead the program to an Orange Bowl at one point, couple of uh, what, 12 plus one seasons. So, but how is there even a doubt in in the quarterback competition? I I just I I don't understand what's happening here. IU on the bye week this week, so it's not like there's going to be some sort of referendum coming up this week. But at what point was there any controversy? We saw Soresby start the season. He didn't do enough. And then Taven Jackson took over. Uh, Again, he didn't have a good game against Maryland, but the entire team didn't have a good game against Maryland. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't see that as reason to try to make a change at this point in the season. You know what it all could be?
1: just him creating, it, it's not even really controversy, but just him maybe waking up Jackson, maybe a little, throwing him a little bit of something, to, a little extra motivation, like, Hey, you know, get it together. We got an, We got another guy that, you know, could get a shot. If you don't, you know, maybe just a little extra motivator. That, that could be what it is. It could be nothing. It could just be, you know, he in the moment answered the question wrong and he probably immediately regretted it and just didn't, I mean, it could be nothing, but I would, I would, I always try to look at it as a perspective of you know a hidden agenda.
0: Well, and the, the other thing is, it's a distraction from the fact of the team is you know awful. The coaching staff, yeah, awful. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's so much bad. And when and I heard someone say this one time, and I think it was a a former NFL player. He said, you know, as a player, you got to learn the difference between good coaches and bad coaches. Mm -hmm. There are coaches who are bad and a lot of people in in football get jobs because they coached with someone's dad or or brother or whatever back in the day. Right. And so they get the job because of that previous relationship, but that doesn't mean they're a good coach. So you you have to kind of Tom Allen. Tom Allen is a likable. He's a likable guy. Mm -hmm. He is. um, You can't fault him for the positivity He's a good defensive mind. Mm -hmm. He's out of his depth as a head coach. Okay. He's a defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's fine, but he is not a head coach. And, Mm. and you know, there's all the weird, like people want to talk about all the weird, like video clips and stuff. You see like, yeah, they're weird, but they're also harmless. Mm -hmm. Right. Where he just was it before the Purdue game last year, we just like yelled relentless, like 17 times. And the players are just kind of staring around like (laughs) what, like what is happening? Um, they were checked out, and, and rightfully so at that yeah. point. But I, I just think he's a guy who, when things are great, you can overlook the the cheesy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when things aren't going well, like they haven't been the last couple of years, there's really no backbone to, to you know to fall back on. There's nothing beyond all the the Leo and the the cheesy lines and and all that. <laughs> now I'll give him credit; he's a decent recruiter. Mm-hmm. He's found a way, like. This offseason, you knew they'd have to revamp through the portal, and he did that, and he got uh, he got a quarterback. He got a lot of talented players. I mean, the, the defense, yeah, it was bad last week, but they're not awful. Mm-hmm. Offensively, though, there's clearly some issues there. I I just think he had his time where in year seven, we shouldn't be dealing with this anymore. Like, if you can't win at this point, you're not going to win. And and he had some some good seasons earlier, they haven't done anything since once the pressure ramped up on them, and now here we are, and and the only thing that's keeping him in a job is that buyout. See,
1: I think, see, I I am I'm probably not that hard on Tom Allen. I think he is a good coach. I just I don't know if IU is the job for Tom Allen because you know he's been and you know a little I may be a little bit biased just because. He's been on our airwaves so many times, and mm-hmm. it's very gracious to spend time with us Oh, I here. think
0: he's a nice guy. I think he he's someone that, you know, like I wouldn't have a problem with, you know, having, you know, if I had a, a kid, and then a kid who was playing football and, you know, mm-hmm. being recruited, like probably have no problem sitting in there. Mm-hmm. But the reality is he has his limitations, and I, I just think mm-hmm. he's a good defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. Gotcha. That's all it gotcha. is.
1: Yeah, I just... The reason why, and there's a reason why this is controversy, though. Where, and I, I, I would say the reason that it's controversy is because I think deep down we, deep down we just don't want to admit it. But we all may not be sure that Jackson is the quarterback for IU either. I haven't been that. I haven't been that wild by him. Have you?
0: Like, I think what I saw in the Louisville game was enough to to show me that he should be the guy and give him the season to to figure it out. I I just think. I think people thought he would come in and be more of a, a dual threat guy, and he's just simply not that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that he has shown an ability to make some throws that are pretty impressive. And I think you, you saw what he did in the second half against Louisville. Um, that, to me, was enough to, to, to keep him with that job. Now, the Akron game, am I putting that on Taven Jackson? no. There was the terrible missed throw where he missed a wide-open Jalen Lucas that would have won the game mm-hmm. earlier in one of the overtimes. And, and his numbers are okay on the year. They're not outstanding. But I just thought, you know, while Maryland... I mean, Maryland's undefeated, so they're... Yeah, Maryland's obviously. a good team. I mean, Maryland's playing Ohio State this weekend, and I think a lot of people are completely overlooking that game. I'm not saying Maryland's going to win, mm-hmm. but I think this game could be closer than you think because Maryland's oh, offense sure. is is outstanding.
1: I just, I just... I don't know, man. I am... It might, it might just be me. um. You know, I know we all have the love for Trace Jackson. Yeah. Um, And so that instantly makes us love Taven. Yep. I, I'm just not sure that, I mean, he may not be the guy. For me personally, I just, I have not been that impressed with him either. In fact, um, I, I'd probably go Sorsby, to be honest with you. I mean, neither quarterback has showed much of anything, really. Sorsby scored what well, I think it was fourth quarter against Maryland. Yeah, it was a garbage people. touchdown. It was garbage time. Um and he got the two passing touchdowns and looked looked good, but it was the end of the game. They still were clearly out of the game. Um I just I don't know. I I just don't I just think we're kind of blind to Taven because we love Trace and what he did.
0: And and that's fair. I think a lot of people would, would probably say that and or when you look at it, would would see that a couple of texts coming in on this. Uh, CK, face it, guys. Both quarterbacks blow with trying <laughs> to prop up Jackson. I don't feel like I'm propping him up. I'm not saying he's this great, great player. I think it's a uh, you give him the season, he'll be ready to go. It's also like his first significant college snaps. That's part of the problem. Like he comes in, he he played a handful of snaps last year at Tennessee. You know, mm-hmm. none of them meaningful, and then suddenly. He's the starting quarterback at IU in a Big Ten program, mm-hmm. and oh, your your first game is against Ohio State. You you had the Akron game, which was way closer than expected. Obviously, he looked great against Indiana State, as did everyone. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> a, that's a given. So I, I just think there's there's a lot to learn and grow. I also think they played a, a tougher schedule so far. I mean, their losses are to Ohio State, Maryland, uh, Louisville. Um I mean, you're 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 looking at three teams that are undefeated mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Three teams Maryland should be ranked. They're they're not ranked, but they should be ranked. So you are looking at a a team who's actually played a tough schedule, and I, I, I think we're probably not talking about that enough. Now I'm not saying that it's the schedule, and that's the reason why. IU's been so bad, but they've lost to three teams that are quite good so far this year. I think it was the Akron game for me. Like they, they like escaped that game. Yes. And it's Akron. Oh, I, yeah. I, I agree. That was the game for me that said Tom Allen's not the man for this job. It, w- mm-hmm. it didn't matter to me that they won. That's how bad it was. If they would have lost, absolutely. Uh, everyone would have been circling and, and saying, you yeah. got to fire him now. To me, it was like, I, I tweeted after that game, I stayed up, watched that, and I said, As, has a coach ever been fired after a win? Because that, <laughs> that's how I felt after watching that. It was that bad. 46862, the text line number 46862. Another text on IU. Layoff IU football, the two best years ever were right after World War II and during COVID. They are Jeez. there when we need them the most. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's a good point. I will say this. People... People love texting in on the show about IU football, mm-hmm. which, you know, is irrelevant as it feels a lot of the times. It does draw <laughs> out some great texts. So I appreciate the listening audience for the, for you the guys great text, text
1: of the day. That'd be something. Yeah, we cool should. We should. Create some sponsorship. Opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? I, Anyone? Uh, yeah.
0: I like that. That's a, that's a really good idea. We we've gotten completely off the rails on this hour. Um, we're out of time this hour, so we're going to take a timeout. Uh, we'll come back. Hour number two of the show now what for Jonathan Taylor and the Colts? Uh, we'll talk about the NCAA. They got some things right, and they're in the process of fixing another thing. And who's to blame for the poor Rays' attendance in the playoffs? We'll get to all that and more. And hour number two, Caleb and Kenny in the morning. Caleb Hatch, D.C. Hendricks, and for Justin Kinney here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Hour number two, Caleb and Kenny in the morning, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Caleb Hatch... Also, D.C. Hendricks in for Justin Kinney today. Justin will be back with us tomorrow. Uh, 46862 is how you reach us on the text line. Just type in CK first in your question, your comment, your rant. Send them all our way. You can just type in CK first uh, by texting the number 46862 in your message. Coming up this hour on the show, now what for Jonathan Taylor and the Colts plus... Who is to blame for the poor Rays' attendance in the MLB postseason? And the NCAAs made some changes, and they're looking at another potential change. Uh, One of them was mocked widely on social media yesterday, but I'll tell you why that's actually the right move. And before we leave you, a monkey on the loose in Indianapolis. We'll get to this (laughs) funny story. Um, Did you see pictures of this? It was... It was pretty. Fun. Yeah. I had to look it up. I had to look it up. It was, it was pretty. Fun. I saw it all over like my social media feed with just some like <laughs> indie sports media people posting about it is quite entertaining. <laughs> so we'll, we'll give you the update on that story at the end of the show this morning. Uh, you can also stream us 1380 the on the free 1380 the fan app. Again, download that for free in your app store or on your smart speaker. Uh, if you miss anything, if you miss anything from hour number one, want to go back to a previous day and catch up on something else you missed, you can always download the show on your favorite podcasting platform. Yesterday's show already up. Today's show will be up around 10, 1030 this morning. Uh, download it for free. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter. Caleb Kinney, 1380 is the show handle. My handle is Caleb Hatch and DC's is DC Hendrix. Again, Hendrix with an IX at the end. We've had to clarify that previously, so we'll just continue to do so. So people know who they're tweeting at. And it wasn't on me. Show
1: it wasn't me that was correcting you. Just to throw, just to yeah. throw that out there.
0: Yeah, it was me. So <laughs> I was. I'm like, come on, no, that that's not. It's not the right handle because what was it like a text that someone sent in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? No, no. Like DC's been around. Uh, been been a friend of the station for years. Worked yeah. for the station for years. So. Mm-hmm. I, I was, it was more of the shocking, like if you're new, welcome aboard, but also how do you not know? <laughs>
1: it's all good,
0: man. Not it's every, all good. Not, not everybody
1: was listening back in the day, man. You got new listeners, new people joining. That's true. That's good. true. I
0: got, I got to, I got to cut some slack. Yeah. That, that's, that's me being a little. It's just, like, just
1: like we have to cut IU
0: football, some slack. Okay. <laughs> do we? No, we don't. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a different story. They've had enough slack. Over the years, uh, meanwhile, a player who um, I, I don't know, do you do you cut him slack? I don't I don't feel like Colts fans want to cut him slack and rightfully so. Jonathan Taylor, who was back yesterday, uh, at least that's what we were told. No one saw him. He didn't have to talk to the media uh, because once you're on the fifty-three man, you you do have to talk to the media, but until then, you don't have to be made available. So he's in that 21-day practice window. But he was at the Colts yesterday. They did a walkthrough instead of a practice. He was a part of it. Uh, But where are things at moving forward? So it's unclear if that trade request is still active. Unclear if he'll play Sunday. There's a chance, according to head coach Shane Sykin, who went from no comment on the whole situation to suddenly yesterday. It was all glowing responses, which I found fascinating. Will he ever play again for the Colts? I know you have some thoughts on that. Uh, but, so, let's get into that. I think he plays Sunday. What do you think happens with Jonathan Taylor this Sunday against the Titans? I'll be completely honest with you. I, th-
1: I think, you know, I have to stick with my gut, though. I have to stick yeah. with my official prediction. I still don't see. Um, I-, I said from the very beginning of this drama that I didn't think he would play a game in a Colts uniform this season. Um, I also thought he would be traded by now. Um, but I didn't know that the Colts were going to come out and say, all right, well, we want um, seven, your next first round picks for your next seven years. I didn't know the Colts were going to come out demanding that kind of trade offer um, and pretty much forcing teams to undersell, I guess, or under deliver on the trade package. And then, you know, he doesn't end up trading. Um, it's In reality, nobody wants to give up a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor. We found that out. He found that out. Um, but we're in a different situation now When I pred- than when I predicted that he wouldn't play in a coach uniform because now Jonathan Taylor in a game of tug of war is out of rope. So he finds himself today, um, you know, wanting apparently healthy because he's happy now, at least according to Shane Steichen, because we haven't heard from Jonathan Taylor himself yet because he won't speak to the media. He won't speak to anyone. Um, but from what we've heard, he is happy. He is healthy and ready to go. Um, so I, I think we're in a different situation. I still don't see how you repair this relationship. Um, cause I put myself in the locker room and, you know, in this scenario and I'm like, look, we're two and two, we're right in the thick of things here. Um, in this division race and you haven't been here for none of it, man. You've been too busy worried about you and your contract and yourself while wow, we've been grinding, man, we've been getting beat up these last few weeks. So I, I you know, just playing sports, I just, you know, I try to, see it how how I would see it and I honestly I wouldn't even I wouldn't talk to you for a minute. If I'm if I'm Jonathan Taylor's teammate, I ain't got nothing to say to you, dog. I ain't got nothing. Um you're going to have to earn my respect back because you've been too busy worried about you while we've been worried about the team.
0: It's it's a, it's a hard position because players are going to support other players in contract battles, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, coming off an injury, like there's reason to believe if you're a teammate that you're thinking, oh, okay, he's coming off an injury and he's demanding this record contract for running back. Like mm-hmm. it's just simply not realistic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I know I've, I probably jettisoned some of the blame of pulling it away from Taylor and putting it on Taylor's agent, Malkikawa. And, and I think that's a huge factor in all this. I know Justin's been very much, well, Taylor's a big boy. He can, you know, he fired his previous representation. So brought in this guy. So like he can handle it and he should know better. And yeah, that's fair. I will say this, though, uh, sometimes you get with you know, kind of the wrong rep and, and the wrong people and, and you don't realize it and it takes you some time to, to sort through all of that. I don't know if that's what's happening here, but it just seems like he's in a spot where he needs to figure out like what is truly best for him in his career and actually go and do that instead of just listening to someone chirping in his ear, that being his agent.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's where this all goes goes down to is the agent, um, you know, and being hired because look got other players paid, which were different scenarios, uh, different different contracts, and also different time. Um, you know, the Colts are in a different position now, where they're kind of more in a look. We're kind of rebuilding, retooling, so uh, you gotta you gotta earn your spot here, you know, for the future. So it's just you know, it's the agent. You know, we're kind of ruining things, you know, so to speak, and it's a lot. You know, a lot of people pointing the finger at the agent, saying, you know, getting a more NFL savvy free uh, NFL agent instead of just a general agent.
0: Well, and his the problem with his agent is outside of Shaq Leonard, he's not real experienced with NFL contracts and NFL players. He's right. an MMA guy, MMA guy, which says a lot about his attitude, right? And why he's so boisterous on social media, and that's a nice term to put it, right? Right. As far as what he's done and and (laughs) inserting himself to being part of this conversation, this controversy. But I I don't think that helps either. But all that to say, I think Jonathan Taylor plays Sunday. I think he comes back. I think he's a key contributor for this team. Mm -hmm. And I think as as much of an annoyance as this has all been, if you're a Colts fan, if you're a Colts coach, a, a teammate, I think it's still worth all the headache if he comes back is truly healthy and will go out there and, and and do his best to help the Colts win. Now, these are all questions that need to be answered still. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's lost the benefit of the doubt, especially because a lot of people think he kind of faked the injury, right? To, mm-hmm. to be on the pup list and, and pout. Which, again, don't get the strategy there. If you're healthy, you should mm-hmm. be playing football. Um, but I think as, as a player... He opens up the offense. I, I get it. Zach Moss has been more than serviceable. In fact, he's been solid mm-hmm. as a running back uh, once he got healthy from that broken arm injury and, and came back week two. But Jonathan Taylor Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's got elite breakaway speed. Zach Moss doesn't have that. Taylor is a better receiver out of the backfield. He's a guy who can hit those home runs, you know, the long run. Zach Moss can't do that. Also, Taylor is a guy you can give a lot more carries and not really worry about his workload. And he makes Anthony Richardson that much better mm-hmm. as a quarterback. So you, despite all the negative things we've talked about since late July, there's still this giant positive in the fact that when you come down to it, does Jonathan Taylor make the Colts a better team? And the answer is yes. And I don't, I don't accept any debate beyond that, even though he could be a headache because you take it knowing that he gives you a better chance
1: to win games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing that I just look at, you know, is the future. You know, alright, say he comes out and has this, you know, fantastic season and then contracts, you know, and and then what? What's stopping him from asking for even more money on top of what he already asked for? You know? Like, what's what's stopping him from saying, alright, before, I wanted 10, now I want 15. Well, the Colts can say no. Yeah, but they, uh, that's that's my point, is like it's just, it's I just think it's the beginning of a never-ending problem. While I agree that Jonathan Taylor definitely makes this team better, I said earlier that I think he makes them a front-runner for the division because the division is that bad right now. Probably a lot of people will still say Jacksonville, but they haven't looked that great either. I mean, head-to-head head against each other, Jacksonville didn't look that great. So I think, yes, at full at full strength, at full health with Jonathan Taylor. And obviously that's what the, all the excitement's about is the thought of having Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor together in the backfield. That's exciting for Colts fans. I just, I look at it, you know, from a, you know, a, a year or so down the line, let's say he has this great season. Then what? Or let's say he comes out and doesn't do well. Then what? Then you got to pay him anyway. And he's sitting. So I just, it's a weird situation, you know, and it, the Colts, aren't usually in these situations so it's kind of weird to adjust to this kind of um you know this kind of scenario i just i don't see how you can fix the situation you well, know it is it is a it is, a, it is a, a business and people go through it each day every day somebody is going through um whether it's a professional football team or if it's just a normal business it it, ha- it does happen every day where you have to salvage a relationship um for the better and just say hey look we're we're co-workers we're going to have to coincide here um, We to do what we can to make our team successful. So it's the same thing here. I just I just don't see with
0: everything that's happened and looking into the future how it can get any better. I, I think a lot of the national blame comes on Ursa, and I don't feel like that's justified, but the Colts have been a, a franchise that feels embroiled in controversy the last two to three years. Jonathan Taylor makes him better, but if he comes back, he's healthy, he plays well. Maybe he plays well and the Colts pull the trigger before the trade deadline on Halloween. Maybe maybe that's mm. the best case scenario mm. in all of this. But he certainly makes them a better team, and I, I will not accept any argument no. otherwise. Coming up on the other side, who's to blame for poor Ray's attendance in the postseason? We'll talk about that and, and look at the various factors. And Could the biggest factor just be... The team itself, we'll get into that next. Caleb and Kenny in the morning. Caleb Hatch, D.C. Hendricks, and for Justin, here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, Caleb and Kenny in the morning, here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Caleb Hatch, D.C. Hendricks, with you. 46862, your text line number again, 46862. If you have thoughts on the Major League Baseball postseason and the Rays, let us know on the text line. So, the Rays just thirty nine thousand fans in a two game sweep, uh, losing to the Rangers at Tropicana Field, and you know their their wild card opener just over what nineteen thousand fans the the worst crowd in baseball postseason history going back to the nineteen nineteen World Series, which it was it's funny it was the Reds White Sox game seven, but it was the the Black Sox you know kind of World Series as as far as the the controversy on that. So it's crazy it goes back to a very historic time in baseball. But unable to draw crowds. And there's a lot. Like a lot of people want to fault Rays fans for not showing up because it's a team that's been in the postseason each of the last five years. Um a lot of people want to fault the first pitch time being three PM Eastern for both days. On on random, you know, we're talking a Tuesday and a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, like not even a Friday. Like part of that is Baseball has such a quick turnaround with these and it makes it hard if you're in that early time slot. And and, and that's tough. Like that's tough and, and you're not putting, you know, the Phillies at that time slot. I just want to point that out. Like one of your bigger market teams. So who who is who is at fault here? Is it major league baseball for the limited lead time? Is it the fans? Is it a franchise problem with the Rays? I think the biggest factor is something a lot of people aren't talking about. It's just the fact that Tropicana Field is a dump. Like I went there uh, back in, I want to say, like 2010, on a family vacation. We went to a baseball game, and it's a bad place to watch a game. Like, and I've been been to several Major League Baseball ballparks. Been to Wrigley. Been to Great American in Cincy. I've been to Comerica. Um, I went to the the old Turner Field in Atlanta. Uh, I've been to the Rangers. Old stadium, Globe Life, what, Park, and now it's Globe Life Field. And, like, so I've been to, to several ballparks. I'm sure I'm missing a few. But, like, it was by far the worst place I think I've ever watched a baseball game. It's just not a nice stadium. Yeah. I haven't. So, I'd say US for me. Okay. Is yeah. that, the, that the, that's the worst? Okay. Yeah. I, the trop, the problem is, so you're inside, and I get it because it's in Florida.
1: I almost went to that. I almost went to a Rays game, too because I went to Florida for the first time mm-hmm. uh, back in May. Yeah, it was it May? June? Can't remember. Um, but we went down. Yeah, it was May. And I was going to go to a game and take the family and just didn't end up going. Maybe I, maybe I would didn't have had the same... As, yeah, yeah,
0: I, I kind of heard that around the area. From like, people, the, so. the concourse was narrow. And, and again, I'm sure they've done some renovations, at least I would hope, since I went in 2010. Uh, but... <laughs> You're just looking at a stadium and they're getting a new stadium. And I think that's going to be huge. I think part of it's just like the team can be good, but if it's a bad environment, it's not a selling point. And I I just think that's the biggest problem. Yes. Major league baseball shouldn't be playing wild card games at 3 PM the afternoon on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, they got to find a way to fix the schedule because you start out with all these games and it's exciting but you're not going to get ratings for games that start in the middle of the afternoon. Um, I think Major League Baseball has got to fix that. And it's okay to have games going on at the same time. Because you have different markets, different fan bases. Um, I, I think that's the easy fix there. Mm-hmm. But for the Rays, the problem is the stadium. It, it's not It's not really anything else. Like y- you, They get their new stadium, I think they'll make a world of difference as far as drawing fans. And I get it, people say, well, it's all Yankees fans down there. It's not raise fans and I I think is it because it's in St. Pete and not in Tampa is that another factor perhaps as far as drawing crowds St. Pete's it's nicer it's smaller though and it's less accessible I think it's a stadium problem not a a team or MLB problem ultimately that that's caused the issue here
1: yeah I mean it's the same thing so like when you go to US Cellular, it's kind of the same thing I think a lot of people kind of feel the same way I do at least when I talk to even people that live there um, it's just not that exciting to go there, you know. You if you took people to US Cellular and Parkview Field, people are probably gonna have a better time at Parkview <laughs> Field. Just being honest here, and that we're talking a minor league team compared a high A minor league team compared yeah. to a major league baseball team. Um, you it, know, it's it's just it's not an enjoyable stadium. There's the seats aren't comfortable. Um, the food is overpriced. The environment just it's just. For me, the US Cellular Field has been my worst experience. And I've been to, yeah, I've been to all the ones you named except Tampa. I haven't been there. Um, have you ever been to Minnesota? I've not. That one's not that great either. Okay. Um, can't even remember the name of the stadium. It Target Field. Target Field. Yep. Yeah. Went to, went to that one once. Didn't enjoy that one. Um, Those are the only two I really didn't enjoy, US Cellular and Target Field. I really liked the Guardian Stadium. Mm-hmm.
0: Really liked that one seen um, that one but not been there. I've I've also like seen Camden Yards but not been yeah. to a game. So there's several also, others. Also pri-
1: ticket prices are a big thing too yeah. that I look at. And I literally grabbed last year, I grabbed $260 tickets for Guardians Angels. I was three rows behind the Angels
0: dugout. 60 bucks. And that's like that's a good price to pay for yes. good seats. Right about three like rows like you feel like you're getting O-tiny. value there. Three rows
1: behind Otani. For 60 bucks a ticket. That's worth it to me. Super worth it. And it was great. I mean, it was great environment. The food was good. Not co- not completely overpriced. More major league baseball teams. Let's try it out. I mean, I know obviously you're not going to get the same ticket price if you go to a Dodgers game.
0: Yeah or yeah. A Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, some other teams like the Rays, who, you know, they, they should take they should take some notes.
0: Uh, someone texted in at 46862. CK went to a game of the Trop in 04. They were playing the Yankees, and as you can imagine, it was 95% Yankees fans. Yeah, but I will say this. I feel like it, it's gotten a lot better over the years for the Rays when it comes to you know a fan base. I, I just think, to me, if you have a stadium that's a bad experience, people aren't going to want to go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the TROP has been that for a long time. I think that's really the key issue here. 46862, your text line number 46862. On the other side, the NCAA looking at a change and made several changes one that draw a strong reaction on social media. We'll give you the details on all that next. Caleb and Kenny in the morning. Caleb Hatch, DC Hendricks with you. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Caleb and Kenny in the morning here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Caleb Hatch with you. Justin Kenny will return tomorrow uh, out with some uh, family obligations today, but he'll be back with us tomorrow. 46862 is the text line number again 46862 just type in ck first and your questions your comments your rants um we are talking rays and you know who, who's to blame is it major league baseball is it the rays is it the rays fans for their poor attendance uh someone texting in ck the yankees have held spring training in tampa florida for many many years as why tampa is a yankees town and always will be yeah i get that i understand that but you can't tell me that the fan experience at Tropicana field is part of the problem here. I I mean, they're getting a new, new stadium. And I think that will go a long way in in kind of bridging the gap, smaller capacity, 30,000, which is a, a better deal, but also they just, you need, sometimes you need something new, right. To, to generate new interest. um, But this could be huge for the Rays. Again, yes, I get it. People say it's always going to be Yankees town, but at some point you're going to get away from that. And to have a better venue, I think it's huge. I also think Major League Baseball didn't do the Rays any favors by putting their games at three o'clock, but I don't think that's the, 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 the biggest problem. Now, the new stadium's not set to open until 2028, so there's quite some time but they've been a successful franchise made the playoffs five straight years They used to be kind of the, the laughing stock of the AL East and now that's no longer the case I, I think to me them having a better stadium would do a lot and, and here's the thing if they have a winning team still at that time and you open a new stadium where you're pretty much guaranteed to sell new tickets unless the, the franchise does something completely alienate the fan base Think that goes a long way in in kind of rebuilding that franchise. Four six eight six two again. The the text line number again. Four six eight six two. If you have thoughts on that, uh, also, want to remind everyone coming up tonight. In fact, four to six this afternoon. I guess technically this afternoon, not tonight. Uh, the Sports Rush will be live at Christopher James Menswear in Covington Plaza. Brett uh, Rupp broadcasting live from there. Uh, they'll have a comments preview. Shane Alberani will join the show at four fifteen, voice of the comments, and longtime comment and returning for this year, Sean Sidlowski will be out there at five o'clock. You can also win tickets to a comments exhibition game again. That's coming up today, four to six on the Sports Rush with Brett Rump, live from Christopher James Menswear in Covington Plaza here on thirteen eighty the fan and one hundred point nine FM. So be sure to check out. The Fall Open House and the Sports Rush Broadcasting Live tonight at Christopher James Minswear. Again, 4-6 to six Covington Road, Covington Plaza. Uh, and check them out at that broadcast this afternoon. Meanwhile, the NCAA has made a lot of changes, and one was mocked on social media, and I get it. People love to throw dirt at the NCAA, myself included. It's not that hard to do. But I will say this. I'm about to tell you two things that they did that I think is really good. And one thing they're looking at doing that is just a matter of of getting approval, I think are are really going to be helpful. So the first things that they did yesterday, first off for basketball, they shortened the transfer window from 60 to 45 days. So the window begins the Monday after NCAA Tournament Selection Sunday. And rosters would be set on or around May 1st. So again, you line that up. What, what does that date mean? Well, you get into it and, and you have finals usually happening around that time for the spring semester. So you would have things figured out much earlier and wrapped up. So it's a better timeline for coaches. And it, it, it helps as far as getting everything situated before the end of the spring semester. So I, I feel like it's better for players. It's better for coaches. You can get everything resolved before the end of the spring semester, which for a lot of schools ends, you know, Uh, Right around that time, about a week or so later, um, uh, as far as how college schedules work. So that's change number one. I think that's a huge positive. Then we get to the thing that everyone mocked, and rightfully so. But if you have followed recruiting at all, and and seen recruits, and, and seen what they post on social media, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Anytime a recruit goes on a visit, whether it's an unofficial visit or an official visit, and then there are differences between those unofficial visits. Obviously don't count against your official visits uh, for recruits. I I believe you get three official visits per year. Um, I think they reduced that number. I think it used to be five and they've reduced it to three, um, but uh, per school. And what do recruits do every time? Well, it's all about the photo shoot. And if you're unfamiliar, recruits will go on the visit, they'll put the jersey on or the, the uniform of the school, and you'll get a post, and it will be, you know, professionally photographed. There's someone on, on staff doing this. And this is pretty much every single visit. You'll see them post this on their social media pages, and it's always like, Hey, what do you think? XYZ fan base. And then it's always hashtag not committed, right? So the NCAA has decided to make a major change here in that there will be no more photo shoots for recruits on unofficial visits. And I get it. People laughed and made fun of this on Twitter and, and other outlets because it's like, oh, the NCAA is really taking care of the hard-hitting stuff. They're really making sure, you know, that you can't have photo shoots on official visits. I get it. It's easy to make fun of but I don't think you understand how much this helps schools because you have coaches on staff who have to deal with this on every unofficial visit, let alone official visits. You have a athletic department staff having to, you know, handle the photo shoots. This relieves a major headache for college basketball and football staffs in particular, because that's where this gains a lot of traction. Of course, on social media. So we're seeing a change in that. Now there's still going to be the photo shoots, but it's going to be limited and players can take an, uh, you know, it's a very high number of unofficial visits. So this will help a lot as far as just relieving a headache and something that, uh, if you've ever read like any of those like coaches confidential, they all can't stay in the photo shoots, right? They're sick of them. It's a, it's very much a, Oh, we have to do the photo shoot with the recruit. And you know, they, they sp- spend all this time putting the gear on and taking all the photos and, you know, it takes up an hour or two of every photo shoot, and you know, they want to go around the stadium or the arena, get pictures, all that, right? So this relieves a major headache for college football and college basketball basketball coaching staff. That's a positive. And you can make fun of it. You can say, Well, the NCAA is is dumb with this. Uh, I, I just think to me, this is a thing where you're helping out your coaches. It's hard enough. With the transfer portal added to the equation and the, the recruiting dead periods is not as, as long as they used to be. So the NCAA is trying to make it better because in college basketball in particular, I mean, you look at it, you have Roy Williams retire. You have coach K retire, Jay Wright, retire three, the, the biggest name coaches in the sport all retire within a couple years. And while two out of the three, you would expect because eventually that was going to happen. Jay Wright, left early. And you have to wonder how much the portal and just the changes in college basketball with NIL, the portal and all that played a role. So the NCAA has helped out. They took care of, of of one problem there. Meanwhile, something else they're working on is when it comes to a change to their sports betting policy. So the NCAA is considering lessening penalties for players who don't bet on their own team. Finally, right? I, I mean, to me, if you bet on your own team, that is a much different thing than betting on just some, some random event. So the proposal is, is losing, losing half a season for betting on your own sport, but not your own team. I'm not sure on that. Like it's tricky, right? You bet on your own team, you know, because the current punishment is you can lose all eligibility for any sports betting period. And I just, I don't know if that's the route to go if you're the NCAA because we saw what happened with, with the scandals at, at Iowa and Iowa State this summer as so far as sports betting and players you know, using their mom's name as a login. That was pretty much the common thing across the board. I just don't think you can do that. Um, they also could remove any suspension on a first offense for any bet uh, not with own team. That's a possibility. And then have a tiered system of lesser penalties for other kinds of bets. This is a start. Um, I think it, it was insane that it was just automatic. You know, you lose all eligibility for any bet. It just did not seem to be like a realistic route to go, especially as it's legal in a lot of states for people 21 and older now. Um, I think you, you have to adjust and, and change with the times. Now, betting on your own team, still a problem. Uh, I, I To me... I would say that should get the half-season suspension, and then you can come back. It'd have to be pretty egregious for the lose-all eligibility. Now, the way they have it now, again, first offense, no penalty suspension. Doesn't matter the, the dollar value or number of bets placed on other sports. They require education on sports wagering rules and prevention. Second offense, a potential suspension depending on the dollar value and the bets third or subsequent offense losing a full season of eligibility. It seems a lot more fair as far as what they're proposing to do compared to oh any sports betting you lose all eligibility. So the NCAA making some changes, adjusting and it's it's very much welcoming what the NCAA is looking to do here. 46862 the text line number again 46862 Let us know your thoughts on the text line. Coming up on the other side, a monkey on the loose in Indy. We'll give you the details on what's happening there next. Caleb and Kenny in the morning here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Caleb and Kenny in the morning here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Caleb Hatch with you. Justin Kenny will be back tomorrow dealing with some uh, family uh, things today. He'll be back with us tomorrow, though. Here on the show. Wrapping things up. And normally these stories happen. You know, we're talking bears, you know, in California or Colorado or Florida. Well, we have a story not too far from us. A monkey on the loose in Indianapolis. <laughs> Momo the monkey. Uh, animals last spotted on the east side of the city. Gate Drive, according to a social media post from IMPD. Wednesday night there are reports of minor injuries from the monkey can't confirm if it's from bites uh and, and the crazy part is the the, the monkey uh, learning more about you know kind of how the monkey works and, and what they can do <laughs> this is the the wildest detail so this is an animal that is quite fast. Um, it can go like thirty miles an hour, so it's very fast. I don't know how they're ever going to catch this this monkey. IMPD and Animal Care Services trying to find the monkey it appears to be privately owned. It was initially reported missing in the five hundred block of Iron Ridge Court. So, no update, but we'll keep you posted on Momo the monkey and see if Momo the monkey gets found because this story is quite fascinating to me. That wraps it up for us today on the show. Thanks to DC Hendricks uh, for stepping in for Justin. I am Caleb Hatch. We'll be back tomorrow. But meanwhile, up next Dan Patrick's show at nine, the herd with Colin coward at noon, Indiana sports beat with Jim Coyle from three to four and the sports rush from four to six with Brett Rump live from Christopher James menswear at Covington Plaza. Sean Sidlowski on the show at 5 o'clock. Shane Alberani 4.15. They'll have comments, exhibition tickets to give away, and more. Check them out. Again, Chris for James Menswear 4 to 6. Sports Rush with Brett Rump uh, here later this afternoon. That wraps it up for us today. Thanks for joining us here on Caleb and Kenny in the Morning on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.